Welcome to the Rich and Worthy Podcast, a badass woman's guide to getting what you truly want. This is your place where you come to listen, share, learn, and be inspired to create more for yourself. I'm your host, Melissa Alaba. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Rich and Worthy Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Alaba. So today, I wanted to talk to you about the price going up. Yeah, you guys know it. One of my favorite songs, Jay-Z, so many other artists. And in the music, in the song, that's the sound of the price going up. Yes. And so many of my clients come to me and they want to work on raising their prices and they're not comfortable, like literally not comfortable asking for more. And so rather than just saying, hey, let's go out here, double our rates. Let's go out here and make more money. Let's go out here and literally, you know, just just get all our desires wrapped up in one, you know, and call it a day, which is great. I want to share with you some things that I believe we have to process in order to get to more money, more value. We can't get there unless we have the conversation of lack, right? We can't get to more unless we have the conversation of the middle passage. As black women, our bodies were sold. Not only were our bodies sold, but the milk from our bodies. Our babies were sold. We were put on stands and auctioned off. Our families were divided. So in this capitalistic society that we were stolen from our homeland and brought to, it's a part of us. It's in our cellular DNA to have some angst around raising our prices, especially when the folks in which we are charging these higher prices often look like us. We have that lack piece in us that's not just lack, but it's also survival, right? So during slavery, we learn to survive. We learn to look out for one another. You know, it's interesting. I have a lot of friends from different um, cultures all around the world. Um, And I have a lot of friends, including my ex-husband, who was Nigerian. I have a lot of Nigerian friends, friends from Ghana and so forth. But folks who never experienced the middle passage, who don't have ancestry of going through that, have very different issues when it comes to money, right? But this is specifically for my my black folks who who literally have ancestors that they can trace back to slavery. One of the biggest things that I do in a money breakthrough weekend is we have to be able to clear out the energy of being sold and bought, being used for experiments, being used for our talents. Not having the ability to hold money, even after slavery, a lot of my people, our people, were then enslaved through institutions of sharecropping, right? 
or those moving to the city and being pushed to the slums, having to fend for themselves and then working in factories for small wages and so forth. Many of the things that we see going on today with uh, Latino Americans that have come here from different places like Mexico and other places where maybe they came illegally or whatever the case, and they're having to start their way up to the American dream, right? So often that means struggle, right? That means uh, doing whatever it takes. So that being in your DNA is some good things there. That means we're able to figure out any situation. We're able to make it happen. You guys have often heard this. Um, I can take lemons and turn it into a lemonade. You give me $5, I can turn it into a meal for 20 people. <laughs> the black experience, there is none other, okay? There is none other. <laughs> we have figured out how to take little and turn it into much. So now let's get back to our pricing. Wanting to charge more, a lot of times it, it's in our DNA not to want to do that. It's like, oh my gosh, I know my sister is struggling. I know my sister is going through this. So my brother just happened, uh, this just happened to them. Because we come from a very much family, right? Very much kinship. Your neighbor is your big mama. Your mom's best friend is your auntie. Um, and so therefore, it's some of these things that's just in your DNA that you don't want to charge. So you have to shift that energy. We have to shift that energy and understand that there was a time when we went through that and we still can serve others and serve ourselves as well. And everybody is out here to serve at different levels, different folks. There are nonprofits. There are, um, you know, all sorts of ways in which we can serve. We can have uh, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion rates. You know, I have a couple slots where those are just for folks that I want to bless in that way so that I can be equitable. We can do that throughout the organization that we build. I do that as well in our organization that we have a couple slots that we are, that we do offer a sliding scale or we do offer to do work with them through another organization um, that pays at a lower rate. But let's get back to getting out of survival mode and into thriving mode. Hey, rich and worthy woman. I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know if you want to connect with me more deeply, head on over to my Facebook page, Melissa Alba, where I chat about money, having fun and feeling good every day, all day. And so the only way I'm going to be able to really truly help impact my community is helping us all move forth in thriving mode. So when I think about inventions, when I think about service, when I think about giving back, I, those are some of the things that I have to remember. And as a businesswoman, as a person wanting to serve, I need to earn so that I can give back. And I need to earn an integrity. That's really big for me, right? 
so that I can give back. When I think about the civil rights movement, a lot of it was funded through black businesses, you know, so Johnson and Johnson, you know, from Ebony Magazine, Jet Magazine, uh, his wife Eunice, you know, so they gave a lot to the movement. So many others, right? That's just the name. So many others. They helped to fund a lot of the marches, the movements, paying for, um, you know, mortgages and and all sorts of things and foods and uh, attorney fees and things like that for a lot of the big uh, legislation that we have now. Because guess what? The attorneys, <laughs> all of the different folks, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, all of these different people had to be fed. <laughs> Houses had to be paid for. Ch children had to be fed. So I want you guys to just really, when you're thinking about your pricing, understand that the angst of raising your prices is actually stemmed in something. If you're listening to this and you're not from the African-American culture, you're not from um, any of the like Caribbean culture, because again, I see it there, Jamaican culture, you know, all of these different subsets that where we literally have been dispersed all around the world and had to have figured out stuff for ourselves. So you may be from an immigrant culture. And so you saw your parents literally do whatever it took once they got to America to make it happen. And that's the reason why it's like you're starting from the beginning with literally money mindset. These may not have been conversations happening in your home, right? On on what to accept, how to bargain for prices or negotiate, right? So these weren't conversations that you saw. You accepted whatever was given to you. One of the things that was really interesting is that, um, and I would say this is a big thing that I learned from my ex-husband and the Nigerian community in hold was negotiation. So trade is really big in their community and bartering and trade. So when they go somewhere, they go prepared to negotiate, right? And I used to cringe inside, like cringe. You know, we'd be at the car dealer or even like when we, we purchased our first home and it was like, just take the price, just take the price they're offering. And so I remember him saying to me one day, why are you always just taking prices without asking, like without working to negotiate? And I really realized that went back to those days of after slavery and even during not having the ability to negotiate or my grandparents working to negotiate. You negotiate with the white man, you could be killed. You could be lynched, you know. So, again, so many of our ancestors sharecropping, knowing that they got cheated at the end of the season because that was that was known and if, that they could never get out of this hold of renting someone else's land, working the land, having great crops, now thinking they're going to go and purchase their own land. Um, and then they've been told, no, you didn't calculate the fee for the feed. You didn't calculate the fee for the seed. And um, Mr. Johnson or Tommy or whatever they called him, you still owe us. So always feeling like they could never push past getting ahead. Some of the fight was lost. A lot of the fight was lost. <laughs> and so we have this thing where it's like, I don't even want to ask for more. I've been cheated so much. Redlining is another way in which uh, African-Americans have been cheated in this country. Um, 
charge double the interest rate for a home than their white counterparts. So you're seeing your parents never pay something off, whereas their counterparts have, and their counterparts have more money and savings. And it always looks like Black people just couldn't get it together. Lots of blame there. Lots of blame. They couldn't get it together to save enough for college. Therefore, the next generation, went when they realized that, look, life will be better with college, are strapped with college debt. So again, because of this system of capitalism and using our labor, our genius, our bodies to be able to make this country what it is, when you see these bank institutions, insurance institutions, so many different things, there's a big distrust of society at large, especially anything that looks capitalistic. So when I have this podcast and I start talking about being rich and worthy on my Facebook group, definitely had a lot of older, you know, aunties, you know, friends of my mom's, different folks say, hey, what is this rich and worthy? And what do you mean asking for more? And they weren't doing it in any malice. I've had, I remember I had a young lady, um, I always call everybody young lady, by the way. Um, but she was in her 60s, had signed up for a VIP day and probably had never invested in herself to the tune of a couple thousand dollars, not at once. And sure, she probably invested in trips and ate great meals and all those things. But literally working on her business and her money mindset and creating a plan for retirement, it was just that was new to her. So what started out as a great conversation and her wanting to go into it, um, her lower self, because I always say this is our lower self. It's our scared self. It's the part of us that hasn't healed. It's the part of us that says, oh, we're going to be cheated. Um, That's the part of us that experienced so much trauma that doesn't allow us to move forward. Um, Said, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to do that. That's, That's the stuck part. So one of the things that I realized in pricing and, and I bring this back to pricing when I even talk about that situation, is you are designed to meet the needs of certain people who are ready to move forth with you. Accepting money for your gifts is an energetic change. God designed us to have gifts that are exchanged for value, whether that is money, whether that is a trade-off of a thing that you really desire, whatever that case, the case may be, because there are societies built on bartering and everybody wins and everybody lives and everybody enjoys. So money is just energy. Money is just flow to allow us to enjoy life as we desire. And you are not designed to meet everybody's needs. I'm sure that young lady went somewhere else and someone else helped her in a way in which she could understand and could appreciate. And that that is fine. That's why we're all here. We're all here to share our gifts with different folks at different capacities at the right time. So when you're thinking about your pricing, understand when you raise your rates, you're not hurting anyone. <laughs> the folks that are energetic match for you are the ones that are going to show up and do the work. The ones who are not an energetic match for you and you're coming to the conversation, not out of lack, not out of survival, but in full thriving and overflow energy, 
you are going to help those people. I have so many testimonials and just, you know, proof of work, right? Of amazing clients that I've worked with that were able to make more money than they ever thought was possible. Were able to feel good about sitting in their worth and their value. And here's the thing, when you charge more for your services and you're no longer like, okay, well, I'll just make this uh, example, $25. Um, and, you know, hopefully like I know Susie can afford this or Bobby can afford this. Most times what we're doing is we're not giving it our best. When I have an up-leveled experience with someone who's charging me a certain amount, I can almost guarantee <laughs> the quality that goes into it. And that person is deeply rooted in me winning. I'm deeply rooted in my clients winning. Therefore, I'm doing the work regularly to show up as a A player. I'm not on a D team. <laughs> I'm not on a D team. I'm not on a C team. I'm, I'm not on a B team. I'm on an A team. And so when your rates are higher, you see people who have done more work mentally and professionally. They have more resources. They have more connections. They're able to get you to spaces faster. And of course, I always say, watch a person allow your spirit to lead you to who it is that you're designed to work with. You want your clients to do that too. You want your clients to do that too. But know that generally speaking, you're getting higher quality when you're working with someone who values what they actually do. Um, I often compare it to a Chanel bag versus one from, from Marshall's. One bag I'm going to have for a lifetime and I'm going to be able to pass down to my children and another bag, um, the handle might be broke next week. It might be nice for that little party I'm going to go to, <laughs> but it's not going to be an heirloom that I'm going to pass down. Same thing with the bins. People always talk about, you buy a car and you get off the lot, it's lost most of their value. That is so, that's true in a lot of instances, but there are cars that do not lose value like that. Yeah, they lose some, but over time, you can sell them over and over and over again, certain cars, right? I'm thinking about a Porsche. I'm thinking about Mercedes-Benz. I'm thinking about a Rolls-Royce. Um, any of those cars could be sold over and over again. And it is an investment for a person when they purchase it, such as a house. It's an investment. So I want you guys to think about your products and services. It's an investment that people are getting when they receive what you have worked to build. You are literally changing people's lives. And so no, you can't usually in most circumstances put a million dollar price tag on that one thing and that one experience. So we can never charge our worth, but we can set a value to that particular product and we can set a price, right? We can set a price and then allow the market to dictate how our clients respond to that pricing, right? And what we do going forward from there. So again, I just wanted to talk to you about raising your price, right? Standing in your value, working to get out of your own way, working to clear your, your mind and the declutter of your history, breaking through generational curses, 
generational trauma around money, lack that you saw from your mom, your dad, lack that you may have experienced or seen in your grandparents, the lack that they experienced, and understanding that that lack got transferred through DNA. And so it's work that must be done to rewire our brains for worthiness, to rewire our brains to accept that we should ask for more. And we can do that in a way that is not built upon capitalism, meaning that we take everybody out and we don't care who's there, meaning that I just want to be bigger and bigger and bigger and not care about my value that I'm giving to folks and not ensuring that the clients that I'm serving are truly served. We can do it in a way, we can raise our prices in a way, live in a way that we give integrity. So this is what I want you to think about. I want you to think about today in this conversation, what's what's stuck in your DNA? What are some things that are still lingering there. And when you go to raise your prices, it comes up. When you go to negotiate, whether that is a raise at work, whether that is buying a new car, whether that is whatever it may be, right? Negotiate, set boundaries in relationships and love. Asking your spouse for help. You know, asking your lover for help, asking your kids for support around the house. When you go to ask for something, what comes up for you? Those are the deeper conversations that we need to have around pricing. Because, again, it's not about the price itself. It's about how do you feel about it. And so I'm going to end with this final thought. Anyone can raise their price. But if it's not an energetic match to who you are, if you're not on the same vibration of the price that you want to go to, I always say, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Because your clients will feel that you're not confident there. They'll feel that. So what needs to always happen first is we need to work on your money mindset, get you comfortable and confident in who you are so that asking for more will be easier. All right, my friend, until next time, go out and have a rich and worthy life. Hey, my rich and worthy woman, this is Melissa Alava, your money healer and breakthrough coach. Are you ready for your one-on-one VIP experience with me? Where we release your money blocks, generational, ancestral, and conditional. We amplify your superpowers so you can show up more powerfully in your business and at your work. We also up-level and identify all of your streams of income, at least three, so you can live the life that you've always dreamed of. Go ahead and set up your consultation with me today at melissaalaba.co. Talk to you soon.